The Juicy Cup Podcast is an opinion-based show that should not be considered professional advice or services and assumes no responsibility or liability towards listeners. Hey, everybody. My name is Bernard. And I'm Valerie. And welcome to the Juicy Cup Podcast. And welcome, welcome. You missed one welcome, but we're going to let it go. I do. Oh, you do too. It's like, welcome, oh, you welcome. Do. welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, damn. At least that's what I thought. I could be wrong. Let the viewers tell us who's right, who's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> but hey, everybody. Welcome back to another week. And, you know, we in here. We have a lot of topics to go to um, talk about today. Yeah, we got quite a few. Yeah, especially the big ones. <laughs> but to get out of the way, what's in your cup? Today, I have me a reposado margarita. All right for the Homemade, shaken, not stirred. Oh. I really need to get my shaker back, though, my real shaker. It's at my second home. Maybe oh. I just need to buy one for this house. Because it's rough when I want to actually make a drink. And I can't. Because all your stuff like is on there. Yeah. Unless you just um take two cups and kind of just. That's what I kind of did to um shake it. But it just. You could. You could. I feel like. Maybe I'm an alcohol connoisseur. But I feel like you know. It, it makes a difference when you make a beverage. And you can shake it. What is in your cup today? Water. You know, I'm still recovering. Um, I did make a hot toddy. Um, sorry, y'all. My distractions is off. Um, I'm, I'm just going to just say I have two cats, as we all know. And whatever they're doing right now in that other room, they are, it's, I don't know, they body slamming each other. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but mm, kittens. But it's water because uh, I've been sick since I got back from um, Houston. I was struggling, especially that Monday. Like I was good until I got off the flight, and I went <laughs> home. Like I, uh, no, I got home and I woke up Monday, and it was just like, damn, you can't go to work. Called out, used my sick first time, used my sick day with this company. So only got by two days, two days worth of sick days. And I used all two days. Mm-hmm. It was a struggle. Even worse because like I didn't go grocery shopping beforehand. And so I had to take my sick ass to the grocery store. I had to get groceries. The, even though I wasn't going to really eat them. It was a struggle. I, it was such a struggle. It was cold outside. I was aggravated. Then I had to clean the damn cats um, because I left them I left them um, during the weekend, and so. How did they do by themselves? Oh, they did really good. They, okay. you know, they're kittens, so they shitted a lot, but well, they pooped a lot. I'm gonna say that. I'm trying to wash my mouth. They in the appropriate a lot. area. Yeah, the... for sure. Yeah, they they, they, they um, cat litter box trained. Okay. That I, I don't get no cats. It's not. I can't okay. do that. But yeah, that's good. <laughs> Lord. Well, I hope you feel better soon because it sounds like you're still struggling with that. You know I am. I'm gonna have to be um pause um put myself on mute um to cough every few minutes. <laughs> it's gonna be okay though. I'm gonna make it through this um podcast. Okay, okay. So 
what got you going? Well, actually, hold on. You know what? I want to start because I feel like I know I already know what got you going. And I want to talk about that a little bit longer. Okay, go ahead. So what got you going this week? Because I see three things. So I'm I'm excited to hear about two of the three. Um, actually, I'm going to stick with two of them. Um, okay. The other one was like news already. It was just irritating how it happened, but we're going to move on. Okay. Um, Andre 3000 made an um, album. Mm-hmm. I, um, I liked it. Um, I put it on before, like, um, I went to work. So, yeah, I went to work Friday. So, I put it on, like, as I'm getting ready for work and listened to it on my way to commuting. So, I was finished by the time I got to work. Um, and it was actually really nice. It was like, how listening. many songs? It is, I'm just excited to let it just kind of play. I can tell you now. But it's um it's not it's not too many. I wanna say I don't think it's no more than like ten for sure. I just know it's just eighty seven minutes. Okay. And it was good. Like I said, I was just um when I first heard he was doing an album, I was like, Oh, that's really cool. Eight songs. Um, doing doing an album. Cause you know, he's he's somebody who everybody wants to do like an album or like he has a lot to say. What I liked about the album is that he was just like, I wanna try some new stuff, um, because I have nothing I don't really have anything really to say. And it was funny because he was just like I'm, yeah, is I'm supposed to rap about me getting a colonoscopy or my eyes um, getting bad or like he's very intentional about what he likes to rap about and he if he has nothing to say he was just he, he didn't he couldn't make one basically so it's interesting I say go check it out I liked it I enjoy when the artists kind of explore themselves creatively and do it creativity and do it their own way. I agree with you. Um, I haven't listened to it, but it is on my to-do list. I'm going to probably get listen to it at the gym um, maybe Tuesday. The gym? Um, That's interesting. Yeah. like I, So for some reason, while I'm doing cardio, I'm able to listen to things that aren't like I'm... I don't have to listen to nothing that's hype while I'm doing cardio. Like I listen to podcasts in the morning. I like books. But then like once I get to like the weights, that's when I need something to like push me through. So I, like I do a switch off there, and then get into my hype music. But it sounds like something I could probably get through while doing a stairmaster or the elliptical or a bike ride. You let me know how that goes. I, I will, cause I I've... just seen um, one of my friends, her sister, her her sister in law, um, used it used it for yoga, which made sense, right? Uh-huh. Or, or for meditation or for yoga. And I was like, that's deep. Uh, I'm, I'm, it just made me even more inclined to want to listen. But it definitely is on my to-do list. And I'm, I'm even more happier to see how us as Black people responded to the fact of him doing something very non-traditional and still wanting to make sure that we supported him. Um, and it just gave me the same kind of feelings I get about Jeezy when he comes out with a new album pre-R. Kelly before, you know, he had all his little dramas. Um, like R. Kelly would do like a song about anything, and we'd just be like, "Yeah." Um, so like I, I don't know, I love that about us. Sometimes like it don't it don't gotta be what we wanted to be, but if you're coming out with something that we like, your artistic creation, we gonna vibe, we are gonna kick with it. So I I love that. Mm-hmm. And this I said this is very good far as Jeezy and um little um Nia Longs, but we forgot. You can add it to the end of the topic. We will. <laughs> um 
like I said, it's, it's, it opens up because um, what I think I had to tell, um, it was I was talking when I had to work at the school, um, me and a lot of the kids was always was talking um, about music and they always talk about how a lot of, you know, a lot of kids and a lot of people, in adults, I listen to a lot of like, um, I listen to like old school music, old school music, jazz or just classical music, whatever the case may be, I don't really listen to a lot of, you know, newer music. So it's interesting to see like, under 2000 taking um like i said a space that a lot of other black people um have are in that space but sometimes introducing it to like the mainstream like black culture because a lot of the times i think they i don't think people realize when you're when they are musicians usually musicians don't listen to one thing and i think people um sometimes certain people forget that absolutely totally agree like mm, but that's in here or there Glad, happy for Andre. And then uh, my favorite thing that's gonna happen uh, whenever I need I need to see it. I need to see the restaurants. Keith Lee is come is going to Houston apparently. Yeah, I, I seen a video. So when I tell you I don't need him to go to Turkey Leg Hut, I don't think Turkey Leg Hut is going to. Uh, I'm not. I think if he goes, he's going to get a good. I think he's going to get a good experience. His family because not too many people are in line right now at Turkey Leg Hut. And it wasn't really like a bad like experience when we went. Like I said, every time I've gone, I've never like. I think people complain about the line, but I think outside of that, I haven't, I haven't and like I guess the dress code. But outside of that, I didn't haven't had anything like major. So you never had like, a customer service issue, though. Yeah, I don't think he would go there because if he if he is about what he says, he's about businesses that he is trying to promote and bring up uh-huh. that aren't getting the publicity they need. Like turkey leg hut is a is a staple. Yeah, that, <laughs> like I don't want to see him going Lucille's. I don't want to see him. Um, Cause I like Lucille's. I encourage him to go to Lucille's just for his own fanfare. Oh yeah. I don't need a review on it. Like, you ain't, you ain't gotta convince me. Lucille still sit top priority on mm-hmm. my list. You you know I came real close and um friends giving a week. I would tell I was like I know my I was like my mom was like we both don't really care for want turkey leg hut. But I was like when if I tell her like hey y'all we about to be back and we really go to Lucille's real quick and we come back. <laughs> I came real close. But I've like, been no. mad at y'all because I would have wanted me some um some green tomatoes. That's that's really what I wanted to go for. <laughs> but at the end of the day um so I I sent you the itinerary so um my. My friends went. My friend and her husband, they went. And um, Frank and Frank. Uh-huh. Frank and Marie. Oh they, oh, they went. Um, They went Saturday. And they said they loved it. Um, like, I, I took nobody to except for one person, which is Bella, Drea. Mm-hmm. And um, she, we don't know what got her sick that day. And that was like 2019. Um, but everybody who has been has fell in love with that place. Uh-huh. And honestly, if you really look at it, since we've been here, at least since I've been here, that menu has not changed. At all. So I feel like when something works, you just stick with it, baby. And they, they hit the mark each and every time, from the chicken wings to... Catfish and grits. Take me there. So I would have asked y'all, could y'all bring me back a to-go plate? And just make sure that when they drop my plate on the table, y'all have already paid and I walk it out. So I can kind of get it warm. That makes sense. You know it's like a 30-minute drive. <laughs> uh-huh. It makes sense. So this is interesting to see which restaurants he's going to go to. Um, I I'm not. I hope he doesn't go to Taste, or they try to convince that that somebody that Taste needs to be elevated, which is just going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I want him to go to places that I don't know about, 
and you hype me up to go to places I don't even know nothing about yet. That's you what know, I would love to see. I would love to go to go to Sunshine. Sunshine's is always good, but Sunshine's customer is service that vegan? Rude. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sunshine's. I'm. I, I can't really. Maybe they need to be highlighted to... so they can work on their work on their customer service. Cause you can't be rude. You talent, but the um the quality of food did kind of change. But anyway, I'm excited to see where they go. Who, I guess who where he's gonna go to and how his reaction is because. It, somebody will be um try to send him to a place that we all know that's um got a bad service. <laughs> and in the day, that is something that you know um Houston struggles with. Um, the food is normally good. I don't feel like the customer service is as bad as Atlanta. Um, but there are depending on if you go into these places that be really hyping these these waitresses or these little bottle girls up. Um. You can suffer with the service part. Yeah. Especially them bottle girls. Ooh, and Prospect Park. Mm. It still touched your soul, huh? She was a waiter. She wasn't even a bottle girl. Still so, touched your soul, right? It was, it's just the fact that, like, you had an attitude. Like, girl, at this point, it's not our fault that y'all had just moved us to table to table. And then you tell you want to sit there, baby, go get our shit. And so we can eat and leave because it's, <laughs> it is already, it's going to be too long of a wait. I think if it wasn't, it was like a regular day. I think we would all just went somewhere else. But that's I day. think that, I think he may go to quotes though. Because I feel like quotes is not as up as it should be. Quotes is actually um, But also I don't feel like their food is all that either. That's, that's just my opinion. It's not horrible. But I went once and I was with you before, mm-hmm. way before, like maybe a year before you left. And I ain't been back since. But like change. slowly I'm hearing people talk about quotes, but it's not to that level. The food, is, the food quality is the same. I went there um, twice. This food. It's a place I actually may take bait to because it's like real low-key. Like it ain't too clubbish. It ain't too loungish. It's still keep the vibe of a restaurant. You can kind of eat and just go. Uh-huh. So speaking of eating, um, what got you going? So, um, as you guys have heard, Bernard was in town recently, um, for what we call our annual Friendsgiving. Um, and what got me going this week was just pure joy. Like, um, every year that I've done Friendsgiving, which this year was my third one, um, I've been able to bring together groups of people who on the average day do not hang out with each other and may not even know each other. Um, this year was bigger than typical because I had a lot of people that came in from out of town, um, to include Bernard, his mom, my auntie, um, like I mentioned, Frank and Marie, um, I even had my friend, um, Chandria that came in from Atlanta and then I had like a host of friends, Debbie, Rubens, Courtney and friends, Crochet, um, that came in from out of town and not to mention those who actually live here, um, Antonio, Deontay, et cetera, like the names go on. Um, I think Friendsgiving itself was probably about close to 30 people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we made a weekend out of it. And with them making a weekend out of it, I just can't think of a time in most recent years that a group of people have gone together. And every time that we went out over the course from a Friday to a Monday, there was just pure eclectic fun. Um, everybody got along. It wasn't no issues. It wasn't no sidebars. Like everybody just vibed with everybody. And if you know me, you know, I hang out with an eclectic group of people. Um, 
And it was even fun to hear, like, people was like, okay, how are we finna do this next year? Because we got to do it bigger and better. And let's start a part and get this going. Like, I loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, My heart was purely overjoyed that, like, knowing me, that people was willing to come out and do this and do it to the scale of what we did it this year. So for me, like I said, it's only up. And um, it was just everything, everything, everything. You need to stay till Monday next year, please. Don't be doing a Sunday escape. But yeah. Oh no, I I will. Usually I I can't take PTO. If I knew I was gonna be sick, I would have just took a damn sick day. And just but I know for next year. But it was truly like a really, really good experience and fun and everything. And I wish I could have ate more than I wanted to eat, but I could not. I just, I'm still throwing out plates from you and your mom that y'all kindly wrapped up with aluminum foil and put y'all names on. You know, I'm weird. so funny, you know. Blame my mama. <laughs> Blame mom because I had asked. I said, "Where did you put my?" I was eating the other plates. I had, so I had to make a new plate, and I was like, "I'm missing a rib," and I was like, "I don't know where I meet at." When I tell you, I was irritated at y'all as I opened the plates and saw macaroni and cheese. I was like <sighs> punching the air, punching the so, air. So, so I'm gonna tell you what we what we did. Um. I'm one of them people. My first plate usually my my school plate, and I do that because I get I rather eat later than what I would do. I would eat. I I would make a second plate, but my second plate is just like really smaller, and then I kind of just nibble on that throughout the night because I'm I usually don't eat a lot of big meals. But it's sometimes like you know you want certain things. And like I know this is gonna be gone because I still need to learn how to make that macaroni and cheese. So I, I saw what she did this year, and I'm going to incorporate that into mine, even though mine already fired because it come from her. Uh-huh. But I'm going to add the Trinity like she did and saute it and blend it through. Um, But, yeah, y'all, y'all was killing me. Like, I, only, I even hold think... On, I only do it. only have hold one on, plate. On. It was like four plates in the fridge. And it got so bad that I think when you left on Sunday... She went to one of your plates, scratched out your name, and wrote her name at the bottom of it, but never touched the plate. Ain't that something? Because I was like... She had to be in higher than plates. It was her. it was your full name written, and then I see a line through it, and I see Natalie. And I was like, how many plates did they make? And I threw out the last plate Friday morning, because I opened up a second crisp. Because all the plates was in the crisp and different levels of the refrigerator. And I was like, well, I need to start thinking like them. Because obviously, I only had the one plate. So, I told her to make me one plate. Oh, you know you know what she did? She did make me two plates. Because, now we're going to get into details. Just understand, she put certain things on that one plate after she sold me. And I was like, you can have it. She must have still put my name on it. But it was she put potato salad on the plate. And I was just like, girl, when did you ever see me eat potato salad? <laughs> I, I was like I've been I've never eaten potato salad I said I'm gonna need you to take that off my plate maybe that's why she scratched it out and put her name but y'all was oh. truly on a mission and next year I'm gonna follow suit because Boy, it wasn't against anybody it was huh? just it, it wasn't against anybody it was just like I just didn't want it to happen what happened on the previous year because well, what was not gonna happen is that but then again some people decided to make we just go move on from it, but mm-hmm. I just didn't want it to happen. What happened last year? Thankfully, everybody, um, how the food was cooked this year, it was it made a lot more sense. And I think everybody who um contributed to the cooking this year 
I and think then, everybody who contributed all together, you, your mom, Chantel, Courtney, like every, and I, I'm, I'm not even going through the full list, but like everybody and every which way, Genesis with the candles, uh -huh. like the setup was beautiful. And if you follow our page, I'll post a video between today and tomorrow of like what that weekend looked like for us. So you can get a gist of kind of what we're talking about because we spent quite a bit of time on mm -hmm. this topic <laughs> yeah it was really good and said thank valerie for opening up a house once again yeah all right let's get i into have new hookah burn spots on my um island um, mm. that's you know what no needs to be um put in the pot valerie's new um kitchen mm. counter table <laughs> oh, baby God. So let's get into these topics. Mm -hmm. So um, our first one, what is, could you stay in a house where your partner built um, built it with, with a previous ex? Absolutely. I don't see a problem. I decorate. And so I got this from, um, you don't watch Married to Medicine. Mm -hmm. So um, Married to Medicine, um, the girl, the one of the girl's um, ex-husband is on the show again, but this time he's on, he's with um, his new fiance. Now they're um, married, and so the cast had to go over the house um, through this like get together party. Like the girl, um, the ex-wife didn't didn't come at that hasn't gone over there, but and it just made me back to question. Um, one, the decor was um, ugly. <laughs> it was a big difference from the ex-wife versus the new wife um, decorum. Um, and so it just made me think of like, could you stay in a house your previous partner built? And my thing was, as long as I think, if I'm staying in a house, I like interior designing more so for my personal life. I don't know if I ever want to do it as like a full time thing ever. But as long as I could um, rearrange stuff, and uh, it won't be because of them. I just re I rearrange stuff in the home all the time. As long as we could do that, I'm good. You. I, I think I'm I'm there with you. If I feel like it just has too much of her touch, um, and I'm 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 living in her her world of what she thought was going to be making a house a home, then we may have to change that up. Um but um I feel like a home is what you make it, a house is just a structure. So at the end mm -hmm. of the day, it could have been an apartment. Am I going to say I don't want to live in the same apartment because you lived there with your ex-wife? Like, no. Like, I feel like it's what you make it in. As long as he's allowing some creative and artistic abilities to come into the home to switch it up so that I can feel like I'm in a home. Like, maybe we change out the bed, right? Or at least the mattress. Maybe we we do some painting. Maybe we... I'm not talking about, like, just completely change it because there may be certain things that y'all came together when y'all were together as a a unit that y'all both agreed upon and i don't mm -hmm. want to step on that but just um, things to make it have my touch on it inclusive with your touch and i'm good like at the end of the day if you still in the house and she ain't who benefiting from the profit of it who going who getting the equity baby i don't care <laughs> i i and i said that's understandable my i guess my thing i always look at it as i don't even consider like his 
I wouldn't consider his ex partner and right, anything. My thing is, like I said, when I'm moving in like places, um, I usually have to stop myself from painting the walls. Um, and this is by myself. Um, I like to I like to decorate, and so if I'm going into a space, I need to, I need to feel um like his minds also. And so if I'm moving to his space, and or well, and that became ours, that's fine. But if I can't. I guess adjust it to make it me feel comfortable and then I, I can stay where I'm at. I'm okay with that. Agree. Cause that's what, a, that, that to me is what the problem would arise because if she gone, she gone. Mm-hmm. But you know, you have people that, um, that really hold on to things like that. Like it becomes a mental thing that they just can't let go of. And for me, as a woman, I just can't understand that. It's all it's, it's all in what you make because at the end of the day, he belonged to somebody else. He made vows to somebody else. So he was somebody else's property too. Yeah. And now you're getting what's left over. Which is fine. Just... You got to make it your own, right? That's <laughs> what you got to do. <laughs> I guess moving on. So, what would be, I saw this also, and I thought it'd be really cool, because today, after the, I think after this, topics get really interesting, really. So, who is going to be your R&B Mount Rushmore? I've been seeing that going around um, social media lately, and I had to think about it. Um, I had to, I, I took me, it took me about a, a little moment to kind of think who I wanted to put on mine. Well, since you have your list together... I'm uh I'm gonna get a floor to you to go first. Cause I, I I'm I'm still battling with a few. And I know Mount Rushmore is four people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I don't think I'm battling. I mean, let me hear what you came up with. Um, Mariah Carey. Okay. I, I, I was I had talked to my like my mom. I was on the phone with her and I was like, would you consider Mariah Carey R and B or pop? And I was and I I kind of agree. Also, Mariah Carey is more of a pop artist necessarily, but I think she's also falls in the category of R and B too, R and B, hip hop, pop, the whole spectrum. So Mariah Carey, I chose I wanted to choose the Bards, but as a group, so I'm gonna have to just choose Elder Bards. Yeah, I was on, that's another question I had. Like, there's quite a few for me when I think about them. I, I think groups, and I'd be trying to think individuals. I thought about just maybe, you know, like, if it's going to be like this for, maybe you could just, their heads would be littler than everybody else. If you go fit them on the thing, I don't know. Because I would, just, to me, it was the whole debar. I was like, damn, I can't, um, I can't put the whole group on that. So I put a representative of the group. What's going to be Elder Bards, um, Minnie Rippleton, and then it was Donnie Hathaway. Okay. Okay. You know, of course, it's gonna be older artists. Just understand Beyonce, Usher. Um, I don't know. None of the other other people are not gonna make it on my top. Um, top. Um, for for Rushmore, they'd be lucky they even um get to the twenty-five. Okay, I think I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I can right. speculate. First and foremost is gonna be Luther. Okay, Luther. Luther got a spot right in the front. He could, he could be front and center, okay? I ain't mad at um, him. I don't know why I can't... Okay, there his name is. Second will be Babyface. 
That's a good choice. Um, third and foremost would be Whitney Houston. Nippy the voice. And my fourth, I'm really challenged on my fourth because it's the kid in me that brings in my fourth. My fourth is nobody's favorite, okay? But she's my favorite because as a kid, she was my favorite artist as a solo artist. Maya. I ain't mad at that. And I know she ain't got no spot there. She ain't got no place. <laughs> so we gonna let her rock. <laughs> I ain't mad at that. I like me some. Maya was a very underrated artist. If I had to remove Maya, um, is it Teddy Riley? Is that his name? Teddy Pennygrass? No, Riley. Riley. Oh, Teddy um, Riley. Huh? Yeah, from um. He the one who went against um Babyface in um in the verses. Is that him? No, I think Is it Teddy it? Riley? Mm-mm. Hold on. I'm about to, I can't move. Teddy Riley. I might have been Teddy Teddy Riley. Yeah, it's Teddy Riley. Yeah, it'd be him. So if I had to remove Maya, that's who was sitting in that spot. But keeping it G like for, for the nineteen nineties, early two thousands me. Maya was my girl. <laughs> Look, Maya was a very I look it's not a song on either of her albums that I was like I don't like I I like. She always has something on each album she makes that it's like really cool. Even to to this day. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So we encourage y'all because we're gonna post a question to give y'all our um to tell us your um R and B Mount Rushmore. So we're gonna post it sometime mm-hmm. this week. You don't gotta critique ours. Just understand. I, I love I love y'all's R and B Mount Rushmore for you guys because it ain't gonna stop me from playing mine. <laughs> Just make that very clear. Ooh. So get into your sister Kiki. Cause I know yeah. you're ready to talk about her. Not really. It was actually very disappointing to kind of like, you know, see to see that she has been having this all going on this whole time and and so because like you know it so kiki palmer you guys filed for um temporary um primary custody of her son um i want to call that that little boy orenthal but i know that ain't it i know it's like a um it's a more i don't know his name his name is real like black um and just keep sorry we have a an unfortunate guest for a moment give me a moment here you go darling thank you um so she filed temporary restraining order against her um and also her um her baby daddy and media got a hold of it because the moment you do anything with the courts somehow some uh, it's just we understand it's public knowledge, but typically you just wouldn't know unless you go searching for it also. Um, I guess it has to be people's full-time job to kind of like re- look up uh, if a celebrity dropped. I don't know how they do that, let alone how, when they figure out, oh, these two people don't follow each other anymore. That seems like a lot of unnecessary work, but, you know, people want to be in other people's business. And then the... Um, the Big old facts. And so we find out basically like the boy was abusing um Kiki Palmer and he tried to come back and um 
say, well, they're crazy, she's crazy, whatever the case may be, um, try to deflect, um, saying, oh, her mama threatened me, her mama sound, her mama, um, even got on the internet and explained her story, now, I've been following Kiki Palmer's mom for, I mean, no, not Kiki Palmer for a while, her mom never gets into her business, she's a very big proponent, both of them are very big proponents of keeping their business inside, and, um, without saying anything, Kiki Palmer's mom is now to the point where she's a sea like, fuck him, uh, I would, I would get a bullet and shoot you, um, and she's saying, like, she, you can hear he, the way the clip he tried to put out as if he, as if they were crazy, it just kind of proved the point of why she put the, um, the restraining order and all the stuff um, against him. And it's mainly because he's trying to, I guess, change the situation, but you can hear the, like, the pain in Kiki Palmer's mom's voice about mess with her daughter. And I think it's just interesting when I look at topics on Twitter about, like, well, um, why you need to be mad at your daughter. I think the whole different subject. What in the fuck? What they did? I can't. I can't. Like, it's just. Oh, oh, they okay. active. They babies. I know, but if I close this door, all over here is meowing. I'm just trying to work, mm-hmm. darling. I don't know how you deal with cats, anyways. I just but, hope um, I never see them on your countertops. But moving back oh, to the topic. Oh, no, we, no, no, we don't do those things. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I hope so. Because, you know, Mm-mm. boundaries, boundaries. Exactly. But um, he tries to, like, manipulate stories if they're crazy. But really, like I said, they're just... Kiki Palmer's mom is just sick of it. And it's interesting here, like I said, on Twitter, where they were talking about how... Being, I think, being in abusive relationships, people, you only could do so much. It's obvious that whatever's been happening, Kiki's mom's been, like, real, like, against it and hope her daughter will leave. But, like I said, you can't, sometimes people don't know until they get to certain situations or they don't really fully get the situation that they're in. It was very um, disheartening, and there's a lot of people um, on Twitter are waiting um, for Darius, um, Darius Jackson is what his name is, to come outside. So I'll say this. Um, abuse is a cycle um, and I don't think about it and spend the amount of years I spent in child welfare that I would have such an understanding to it as I do today um, and even back then when I began to learn about it because trust me before I went into child welfare my thoughts on domestic violence was how could you let a man do this to you but then when you're actually in it and you're actually working with families where parents, whether it be the father or the mother, because domestic violence is not just um is not just situated to the female being the victim. Um mm-hmm. you you learn that it's a lot of components that go into it. And we have to realize just how we get in relationships and we grow fond of people or we grow dependent upon people. A lot of those domestic violence situations are um, controlled through other factors, whether it be economic factors, whether it be through physical factors, whether it be through emotional factors. That abuser is having some form of power and control over you. And power and control, no matter who you are, can affect you differently. Um, So... I hear her mom, I hear you with the mom part about like, okay, I just want her to leave. But I respect the fact that she gave her that space to leave. Mm -hmm. Because as we know, and just think about when we were kids, 
your parents may not like the person that you're with, but sometimes I feel like that pushed us more to remain with them than more so remaining that neutral party and being there for when when the ball falls, mm -hmm. right? It sounds like her mom was that person. The only thing that I wish her mom did do is remain silent. Because at the end of the day, it's a lot of... She didn't just have a relationship with him. She brought a child into this. And that's that child's father. So no matter how you feel about him, you've now put things that this child can go and research of how you feel about their father. Keep that in-house. And I think with the world of social media and how people become so impactful with that, um, the even if he becomes a changed man, the world will still see him as what he is right now, right? Mm -hmm. And this is his. This is this is bigger than just Kiki. It's that little boy's father. Um, and I, I'm 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 not saying that he deserves a pass. I don't even mind that Kiki when they found her restraining order. The fact that that part came out is 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 what it should have been. It shouldn't be in silence. Um, and if people found it through the courts or whatever, whatever, so be it. I have no issues with that. I guess my bigger thing is Kiki is an adult. And you need to be there to support her. But you don't need to be there to fight him on social media. That's not your role. And almost it becomes an ego thing. Um, I do hope that, you know, Kiki gets a help. Because what I have found is that women who end up in domestic violence situations repeat that cycle of abuse. Meaning that they are more apt to end up back in these situations again. Um, but also, B, I hope that he gets help. Because it didn't come from nowhere, right? Mm -hmm. And also... Who's that? It says, exactly, because um, I, I saw the thing about his mom. So mm -hmm. it's 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 uh, possibly a learned behavior. I'm not going to say 100%, but possibly a learned behavior. And it's something that he needs to really work on because you don't want to carry this down now for three generations to your son. Um, so I, I just really hope with that whole in totality that they all get the help that they need. And if they're not meant to be together, then great. Just learn how to co-parent and be the best parents that you can be for that child without having this constant debacle of disputes and arguments and you trying to control her. Um, and it makes more sense now to me when knowing what he's done, with seeing the still clips of possibly what even happened to her when she came home from the Usher concert. Mm -hmm. Because that. he ain't just hit her. It ain't brand new. Normally, um, you gotta have a couple of times before you decide you want to leave. It was like um, it was probably you've seen um, Medea family reunion when after they um the stripper. Medea family reunion is a perfect example, and people think it's it's false. Like, oh, that's just for TV. No, like we used to have this saying when I used to work for CPS in Florida, which is DCF. Mm -hmm. Um, you got seven lives, and if you lucky to make it to the seventh life alive, you're lucky because a lot of times you die well before then. So it's like it's like a cat. You got seven lives, but sometimes you don't make it to the seventh life. But normally, when you make it to the seventh, you're more apt to leave. And look how many times in my dear family reunion, she got her ass molly walked. Oh like when that door closed, his fist went across her face. All I could say is, "Oh, baby Jesus, no, 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 no." And that was no. like the beginning of the film. I, th I feel yes. like everybody in the theater was like, "Oh shit!" They led with that. Okay, they led it's, with that. It didn't occur to me that he would he would just like I said go start like that, but I, that's the. And when he got them hot grits, I was in the wailing. Okay. 
and like I said, it's just I, I hope she like I'm glad she's um hosting the Soul Train Awards um next weekend. Mm-hmm. And is it next week? I think it's next week, the twenty seventh. Yeah, is it Monday? I don't know. Whatever. It's the twenty seventh. So I'm happy she's still, you know, I doing think it's her jobs. Yeah, I think it is. So um, I'm just happy she's doing what she needs to do to kind of moving on and stuff. And I hope she gets the help that she needs. Um, it just sucks. I would say this about it also because her and Jada Pinkett are the only two people I haven't heard say this about their mental health. Because I listen to Kiki podcast. Um, you know, every now and again for a lot of like episodes for a while and I remember her like her and Jada have both have come to a point where they feel like talk therapy only can help therapy has helped them so long for so much and I remember Kiki Bomber talking about one time at, that she almost died trying to look for other ways for like healing um, you know trying everything under the sun her and Jada pick it both and so it's interesting to see like hopefully they can you know, hopefully especially Kiki to kind of find help eventually to where she can land and kind of move on what I can also say to add to what you're saying mm-hmm. is that Kiki Kiki presents and I don't think that it's a falsity within who she is but she gives off a strong black woman she never gave me timid. She never in her in her career that I have seen. I'm not a follower, but when she does come about in my news feeds on social media, she gives me. I'm not holding back from what I got to say. I'm gonna do what I gotta do, and I don't care how the world judges me. And that's a couple of things about her that I actually like. It's just it was nothing, nothing about her to make me want to follow her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. It lets you know that you could be the strongest person on the outside and still be going through some of the things that you go through internally that a person who you're with can find your weaknesses and build upon them to use it against you. And that sounds like what Darius did because she's the breadwinner. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the limelight. He wasn't. Um, and yet when she's getting home, when she's home, she's getting molly walked by nobody. I ain't trying to be funny. No, but she holds man. the weight, not him. I don't even know his brother, and his brother is barely eating somebody. So yeah. Mm-hmm. As we move, keep it moving. Okay, so the next topic that we have, so this week, something just popped up on my um, I don't know where it popped up at, but it popped up in my phone, right? Mm-hmm. And. I'm just going to give you a a one-liner. It's called poop, which is shit, which is feces, transplant from mom. And I knew before I even read the article that I was sending this over to Bernard because I could not understand before I read it why this adult son would be accepting a poop transplant from his mom. But through reading... Um, I learned that there's this adult male who had what is it called Crohn's disease? Mm-hmm. Who had Crohn's disease? Who has Crohn's disease? Who has Crohn's disease? I'm sorry. Um, and in an effort to find ways to deal with his debilitating disease of Crohn's disease, um, he sought out doctors, and they found a way that he could utilize his mother's um feces poop um to help offset his condition and make his condition better um i'm gonna turn this over to bernard 
So he was experiencing um, quite a few problems from his Crohn's disease to the point where his gut health wasn't really um, became an issue. And so they do it is a VC transfer or something I think they call it. It's like they say FTM, but I don't I don't know what the abbreviations are, um, but it's like a basic poop transit. They apparently get um, some healthy poop from somebody basically um, from him it had to be hit from his mom and they mix it with like saline and they basically put it up with like an enema in your butt and they get as other ways you can do it um, he um, it I want to pause you for one second so uh, um, in case anybody is wondering what Crohn's disease is it's an inflammatory bowel disease that causes chronic inflammation of your GI tract and that can extend from your stomach all the way down to your anus and um, for me, I've seen people deal with it, and it ain't easy. <laughs> it's really not easy. And they, they, when you're trying to function in like your everyday working society, it, it's a, it's a mission just to go to the restroom. They used to have a director, and I knew when she went to the bathroom, she took a kit, and she was gone for about forty-five minutes. So just to give you an idea of when I say it's not something to easily just deal with. Mm. Well, go ahead, Bernard. And so he does it himself. So he he ended up, ended up doing it, started doing it himself. Um, the thing about it also, what happened though, was because his mom is older, she went, she's going through menopause. And so he's now experiencing apparently menopause symptoms because, you know, he's taking his mom's healthy poop and putting it in his body and so the hormones from the poop. I get him like random like hot flashes and all that other stuff and whatever comes with menopause symptoms that's deep yeah I would you do I... a poop transplant from your mom if you had crumbs or which uh, which family member would you suggest my grandma your grandpa mm, i could my, see that maybe because my grandma eats healthy we I just my mom eat healthy too but if i had to pick a healthier person it'd be my it'd be my grandma she uh um, yeah. She always eating some like random salad, or if you follow her on Facebook, she always got some um, random like. If you had just her based off her meals off of um, Facebook, you'd be like, I don't think she can cook some collard greens. You're like she may cook some like kale greens, and you know, call it a day. <laughs> but she can actually, she actually cooks. She actually eats healthy a lot. Like a lot of my diets, um, how I eat is come from her. So, I will say when I seen her make a whole spread for, I think it was Christmas. Mm -hmm. I was like, mm. cause when I when we was going, Chantel was like, yeah, you know, she cooked dinner, and I was like, oh, okay, cause I already know how I think about Natalie cooking. So I was like, her mama, and then I ain't trying to be funny, her mama white. So I was like, what? But then when I walked in, I was like, okay, the smells is given. When I looked at it, it looked right. If I hadn't ate before I went there, I probably would have ate. So I, I'll give her, I'll give her that credit. Um, and I also give her the credit that if I, I don't think that your mom got it from nowhere with the whole like balanced meals. Like your mom is very balanced with meals. Like cafeteria lady is what I call her. Mm -hmm. Very balanced. So I, I can agree with that. She may not cook, but she, you know, she she does eat a lot of salads to herself. Yeah, like, she put down on them green beans. They she they did. was all a rave. I, I was like, okay. I mean, from so like this is off subject, but 
from being her oldest, she has come a very long way with her cooking. <laughs> a very long way. She still can't cook. However, she got her she got her items she can cook, and that's all I love it for her. You and she put her foot in them items, okay? She do real good. And I love that for her, as you would say. Um, for me, I I would say that if I was in a predicament where I had to take feces, poop, shit from anyone, it would probably be my mama. If I had to. Like if it was if it was gonna make a situation that was debilitating better. Come on, Sophia, let's go. We just gotta make stuff happen. Uh, I can't think of nobody else in the world. And at the end of the day, I know at some point I flew and, and, and swam and everything that was going on in your stomach. So it's trust. I trust it, right? <laughs> if you had to pick a person, but nobody else, nobody else in this world. Uh, I don't know. It does help apparently with people with Parkinson's also too. That whole For real? Mm -hmm. like it's at the end of the, um, the article. And I was like, it was a lot to read. Um, I've been trying to. Oh, you know what I could have said what I got me going? You know I start school next week, Monday. Ooh. Oh. I Tell us next week when you when you start to see how it was been, how it was. And I take two classes this time around. Oh. Okay. You got this. But yeah. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to um speaking of like, you know, parents. So Tisha Campbell or Gina from um Martin um dad had um passed away and uh, if you haven't seen it basically she was cleaning out his um i guess her and her siblings were cleaning out his um his items at his house because he passed away and found his porn stash because he was trying to figure out they were for years trying to figure out why he always had this dvd player and they were trying to upgrade his tv he was like no don't take away my dvd player i like i got dvds and it turned out to be um all porn yeah, videos special use it's very special use, um, <laughs> especially one that was like the gaping um, buttholes. <laughs> um, and it unlocked like a fear. Not saying I have the, so it's not saying I have something to hide, but it's just like, you know, when you die, you people gonna have access to your things. And my thing was my phone. And I was like, whew. I have a lot of screenshots. Um, a lot? A lot, uh, enough to make uh, en <laughs> enough to make a book. I, <laughs> Not enough to make a book. I what I was is I feel like it's very typical to have a lot of screenshots. Um, and so it's just like, damn, don't want people in my business. I think it's more so just like, don't want people in my business when I die. Like I'm gonna be dead anyway, but. I'm gonna have to figure out a way for like the moment um I died, my phone wanna be like, we're gonna erase everything that you don't nobody need to be knowing your business about. Well somebody will have to have your lock to unlock your phone. Unless that changes over time. But you can always unlock somebody's phone if you give them the death certificate and you um in charge of this estate, I think. For real? I think it's the way they did it because I think Maybe if it's even in charge of their estate, because I know my auntie wasn't able to get into my grandmother's phone and she just ended up having to reset it. Oh. But I don't think the death certificate in and of itself gives you the right to go to their phone. I think you gotta have like the proper like channels, not the proper channel, but like to it's something because you have to be able to. I think it's ways to do it. You just have to have like said in charge of in charge of the estate on the death certificate. I want it, and it could be more, but I have to look more into it. But if you can't get in my phone, that's fine. I don't take many pictures anyway. I just I always always ask, just don't put me in no heaven background. 
You don't want the heaven background? I, I, you, I, I can't put I'm... your picture on a t-shirt with the heaven background? No. So what's your background to be? A whole bunch of demons floating around? <laughs> Let me know, so I can, I can already prep the background now on Canva. Mm-mm. You can just just print a picture out. Find a nice picture, print it out. Mm-mm. Can I at least have the sun shining down on you? <laughs> like oh, the gates my. are opening? <laughs> then again, you know what? I'm getting cremated. So, I don't know. You want to be the... cremated? Yeah, I don't want to be buried. That's what I'm all, girl. She better fly me back home to Miami and bury me over there at Day Memorial next to my grandparents. <laughs> oh, you sound like um my girl. She said, "Who's gonna pay for that?" I said, "I got enough money in my um in my life insurance. We can make things happen." They can't <laughs> ship the body now. Oh lord, ship me home. It's a funeral home by me. I don't want to. I don't want to be buried in Texas. I love Texas. I love y'all over here, baby. Six. I want to be over there off of one. What it is? One forty something, and um between twenty second and seventeenth, I want to be right over there next to my grandparents. Lord, I said, go ahead and um cremate me, spread um spread a little bit um build me on my dad's side um where we bury our people, spread myself in Miami because my grandma seemed like she'd be the only one who wanted um be buried in Miami. Tell my mama. Mm-hmm. Mama told me to burn her, and I'm like, she said she's her exact words was, "Don't put that money in the ground." It, Don't put that money doing. I left you on the ground. Don't do that. Funerals are like really expensive, and I think it's understandable. It's not a never a judgment about people, you know, want to you know go on the ground, but it is like unnecessary, like expensive in my personal opinion. And so, if you have a life, I would rather you, I would rather my family just keep more sort of money and just bury me, because I'm not, I'm not even having a funeral in the church. I really hope I change my mind about that, but for right now. Mm-hmm. Bury me. Don't burn me. You send me to the burner, I'm going to come back and get you. <laughs> my grandma, my um, mom's mom, had this saying where she didn't want a funeral. She wanted to be cremated. And she said, if you have anybody come view my body, I hope you turn me over, toot my ass in the ass so nobody look me in my face. <laughs> <laughs> and all I could say was, damn. <laughs> she was serious. She was She was dead ass serious and we didn't do a funeral we didn't do a funeral we cremated her a couple of us went and looked at her because we needed that we needed that moment she went real abruptly and we wasn't expecting that so we we kind of needed that but um we didn't do no funeral we did a we did the the funeral home viewing like hey um like once they got the body and before they cremated and it wasn't no no viewing where you go on a friday night it was literally her kids and her grandkids who were present at the time and then she came back in the urn. And you know what? That sounds perfect. But I digress. But y'all, we're going to take a small little break before we get into these next hot topics. Make sure you refill your glasses. We shall be back. I'm about to go fight some cats, what it seemed like. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back. Hopefully you filled everything. Refilled. I refilled mine. Ooh, you got this water still. Horrible. 
So let's jump into it. So, so I don't know exactly when this happened, but it took social media by storm, mm -hmm. which caused me and a few friends to jump on YouTube and actually watch the video in its entirety. Oh. Um, there was a mom. I don't even remember where she's at. I know it's not Florida. I know it's not Houston. Um, she got a little down south twang to her and her speech, but who knows wherever she's from. Not really important, right? Um, she's fully pregnant. She looks to be within a range of like five to seven months of pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Fully formed belly, but not just totally on her ends with, right? Like them last seven and a half to nine months be. Um, she has a teenage daughter, and apparently the teenage daughter um was caught at school doing some form of a sexual activity. Um, some people say she had sex at school. Once again, not something that I really looked into. The basis was she was doing a sexual activity at school. Um, the video takes place where mom turns on the camera on her on the child's um Instagram live and begins to torment this child. Um, at which said time she's basically telling her to get out of her house, pack her stuff, pack everything that does not belong that I did not purchase. Um, down talking her, yelling at her, just ultimately doing the most. And the reason why I say it's doing the most is because the the situation got to a point of where she said, "You want to fight." You want to box her? She made some reference or some reference to like, do you want to fight me? And the girl had said nothing up until that point that I saw from watching the video she that did. gave mom the inclination that the girl wanted to fight her. Even if the girl was slamming stuff, you're literally there recording her, which is A, a trigger in front of all of her friends. Then B, the next trigger is you're standing there while telling her to do something instead of letting her do it and coming back and chastising afterwards if it wasn't done right. Um, so then we proceed on to asking the girl, well, do you want a box? And the girl says, yeah. And at that point, I ain't blaming the girl. Cause bitch, you getting on my nerves. But I blamed her cause the mama was pregnant. But in the same breath, the girl didn't fight back. So when she said, yeah, mom was ready. Mom was ready to box her up like a nigga on the street. Mm -hmm. And that was to me bothering. I get it. Your, your kids can piss you off. I get it that your temperatures could get real high where you just want to be like, I want to hurt them. But at that point, that's when you are told to walk the F away. We should not be at this point with situations with our kids, especially our teenage kids. And then to add insult to injury with what I led with when I started this conversation, she's pregnant, meaning the mom. And she molly walked this kid like punching and hitting, just going at it. And the girl never hit a bat that I saw no, from what we could capture bat. on video because it got a little shaky. Um, and, and, and then after the fight, mom continued to torment her. And what I do remember from the conversation that we had on Monday when we watched it at my house, because I had some people still here from Friendsgiving, we come from a CPS world. And the question that was posed when we were here was, should this child be removed? And that is my question to you, Bernard. And if you say yes or no, the question is why? Um, I would say yes. Um, 
and this be more also off my I would just say the safety for the girl and also her future um, because let's say she actually was like well okay girl we about to do this I'm about to knock that baby out of you and your baby if she would have beat up the mom I don't, the girl I don't think physically probably would have been able to do you but you never know it probably only took a punch in the stomach and then her to be, you know, once you're down for the count, then you're down. And then that would just impact that little girl's life for the rest of her life. And so it seems like it's a toxic environment already. She's already doing sexual acts at a young age at school. And so just maybe just think about her environment in general, if that's where her mom is reacting. And so I'm not saying her moved out the house is going to be any better but it, ha it but it still can't be that okay um i can see some of your points um thankfully this wasn't a kid who was ready to just totally react mm -hmm. um and that mom didn't happen my mom, mom did because baby like i even looked at her and she kept her composure through the fight but i know the next morning mom was probably like I need to sit my behind down because I'm in pain because the amount of force that she exerted with that child and her being pregnant, if she was just a regular person, cool. You breathe a little hard, you sweat it off, but you're carrying a whole nother human being that's fully, basically fully formed and just developing their organs at this point based off of the, the, the look of her pregnancy. Um, for me, um, and a couple of us agree, like it wasn't technically a removal. And here's why, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about a teenager. We're talking about a mom who is dealing with a host of emotions and a sense of embarrassment with this child. Um, do I think, do we think, or do I think that a safety plan should have been in place for this child? Absolutely. Do I think that a cooling off period needs to have been in place for this child? Absolutely. But do I think that it was to a level of a removal without making sure that we could service the family? Because removing a child is is intrusive. It means that you cannot go back right now until a judge says yes. But is there ways that we can implement maybe some family therapy? Like question, why are you having sex early? Is it just inquisitiveness? Is it that somebody touched you? Is it that you just, you just like, I, it's something that I want to do and I'm just doing it? Because he looks, he was in My friend's school. doing it. Like what? What? What really led you there? Getting down to the nitty gritty. Um, I don't. I, at least from the video, and that's just left to the assumption. It don't seem like mom evaluated that. Like you're obviously pregnant. You're obviously having living your life. So and so is she. Is she being molested somewhere? And I'm not saying that's always the issue. Mm -hmm. But also, kids have sex earlier these days. They do. I have kids on my case though. They have kids at 15, and then we could clearly see they're not ready. So it, it was a lot of left, unleft, unanswered questions, but also because of her age, because of all the dynamics that went into it, I think that maybe, maybe the kid needed to go, if there's an auntie, hey, auntie, are you willing to, you know, let her come over there for a cooling off period? If it happened on a Wednesday, hey, let's reevaluate on Sunday and see if she's ready to come back. Let's see if mom has calmed down. If not, let's extend it for a week. But to jump to the degree of like court removal she can't come back to mom complete services nah i felt like at that point mom would have kind of woke up because you're carrying the baby right now 
And you put that baby's life in jeopardy too. And getting her to understand you need to do some services to figure out better ways of dealing with your kid. And social media is what got you here. Because mm-hmm. ain't nobody would have known mm-hmm. had you not put that shit on social media trying to make a point, trying to embarrass her. But instead you embarrass yourself and left yourself in jeopardy for not just the child that's here, but depending on how close you are to your due date, the child you're carrying. And I just also be just careful of just people disciplining their children on social media because if you keep if you're taking away all their safe spaces from when they are in trouble or in every space they are shamed or attacked, whatever the case may be, whoever they whatever they may have done. And your resort is also to not only them fighting people outside of the house and inside of the house you're going to put on social media for the rest of the world to see so that when they do go back to the school that they um this is a video they can always um, make fun of the person for and all other stuff and so putting them once again in a bad environment you wonder why some kids go back to school with um with a gun you wonder why kids um start misbehaving or find outside sources i think of um how I had to view when I, I learned at a young age about a lot of gang members um, when they don't feel love inside their home. Um, a, a lot of the gangs are just really there's uh, other um, other people who feel the same way and they get together and, and they support each other. That's kind of usually the goal of it. And so when they go hard for the gang and they do all these other activities, then you wonder why, you know, if you could have just made maybe approach in a different way instead of doing on social media, because if you keep increasing, you know, your retaliation to children, I think you're going to get up, you're going to get something very explosive or reactive. And I like the mama. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally, totally agree. And I really hope that both of them, um, Got some help because that ain't easy to come back. Like you traumatized me on multiple levels. You've chosen to fight me while you're pregnant. To me, that's traumatizing. Because if I would have made one wrong, if I if that girl would have turned her body in the midst of mama throwing a swing and her and her arm or something hit the stomach by mistake, you could have called serious damages. Um, if mom would have probably went to jail. If the if um. The, the trauma that comes from when she goes to school being ridiculed by friends because this video has went viral. Uh-huh. Like, I just don't think, and I think sometimes when we're angry at the moment, we don't think about the consequences that come later. It's more so like, I'm going to do this. And that's why you should take a minute and walk away. Like they tell you, when you're mad at your kids or you're angry or you're, even when you're about to spank them, you should really walk away and then come back and evaluate. I'm not saying the spanking don't come, but don't be as angry as you were when you initially wanted to spank them. It's, you know, there's always ways to do it, but, you know, hey, I'm going to <laughs> treat your kids how you want to treat them. You will find out later on the results. Speaking of treating someone how you want to treat them and the results. That was a fast, um, long, huh? that was a fast civil case. <laughs> Speaking of um, treating people how you want to treat them and the results of treating them, we're going to bring Diddy and Cassie to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, as we've seen this week, Cassie filed a civil lawsuit against Diddy for, I think it's $30 million. 
Mm -hmm. 30 million. Um, as a result of the treatment that she endured during the course of their, I want to say like 11 year relationship. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, in which she alleges like some odd forced sexual experiences, rape, um, physical abuse, um, and, and, and hints of just an extreme power and control. Kind of wish we would have bought this up there with Kiki because it kind of a little bit coincides. True. Um, probably did this a little out of order, but that's nonetheless. Um, and that happened on Thursday, guys. And um, she filed it. We saw the thirty-page lawsuit, and then Friday before close of business, social media tells us Diddy has settled. Um, in the mints, in the mints of those maybe twenty-four to thirty hours, the world made their um conclusions of if Diddy was guilty or not. Right. Um, one of the accusations he was is. that. She was drugged and forced to have sex with male prostitutes while Diddy watched. Another allegation was that, you know, like she was seen, she was multiple times physically abused where he would hit her in the face and leave multiple bruises on her body. Um, and it was other times where she was drugged so much that, you know, she couldn't even remember what happened. Um, and just her ongoing treatment within this relationship. Um, when, when I see it and saw what she said and what happened because of everything that has been said about Diddy over the past, maybe 10 to 15 years, um, I am not a hundred percent surprised. Um, I do believe that there's some truth that goes into what Cassie is saying. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm a little conflicted. What you conflicted about? Um, so as I told Bernard earlier today, right? One of the things that she said in her in her in her um documents of the situation is that she was so high at times that she could not remember. And I felt like when she added that little piece into there, she left herself open to be ridiculed. Um, all that's needed is reasonable doubt. Um. And you left yourself there to be, well, did you want to take the drugs? Do you remember if you wanted to or did you remember if you didn't want to? Um, did you remember if you chose to engage or did not engage in the activities and what you're saying that did he did or did not force you to do? Um, <clears throat> I feel like Diddy has his ways. And I, it was oftentimes throughout Cassie and Diddy's relationship that I felt similar to how people talked about circulate cut owner's relationship. Like, Honey, blink if you okay. Because she was just such the opposite of Diddy. Mm -hmm. I feel like, and God bless my Opalaka sister, Carisha, um, that ain't the same. Like, Carisha is a vocal person. Mm -hmm. um, she is submissive to some degree, but she's a little bit more vocal. Um, I feel like Cassie was just very much a submissive woman. Um, and with her submissiveness... It gave me times when I seen her, like, are you okay? Do you want to be here? Do you need help or do you not? Not that I seen anything, just she was very much a background person that you always knew was there, uh -huh. but you don't really know what's going on there. Like, I remember that there was Christmases that I was watching and Cassie is there 
but so was all the other baby mamas before Kim died. Mm-hmm. I remember like events and everybody there. Like, and it wasn't the same vibe that I get from Lil Wayne and all his baby mamas being there and they kumbayaing. It was a different vibe that I got when Diddy decides to have, I'm going to have all my bitches around and Cassie just going to be there and take it. Just tell me how you feel. Well, you know, um, Diddy always strikes me as like a very narcissistic person. Um, I think I can understand what you're saying about opening herself up for, you know, I guess question. But then again, I think it's just more so like an honest thing to say, like, I don't remember every, every all the details of certain incidents and stuff. They've been together so long, too. I feel like she can still make a very credible case, especially if because Diddy can, Diddy can definitely. Um, well, she also married another rich man. Um, I think she married another rich man. I'm pretty sure. Um, so they could have had this go out to court. I don't think he was rich for him. You don't think he was rich? Oh, uh, she seemed happy as hell with him. She had a baby. She's still with him. She seemed happy. That's nothing. I feel like Diddy was preventing her from living the life she wanted. She wanted kids. And I feel like Diddy wasn't willing to give her that. But as quickly as she got with, ain't he like a dancer or a, or a, or a personal trainer? As quickly as she got with him, as quickly as she ended up pregnant. I don't know. Like I, said, I, don't, I, I know he's a little, I know he's a white man. That's, that's all I know. But I guess it always just strikes me as Diddy. As Diddy always seems very problematic. Um, they've been calling him gay for years. First time I ever heard it was when I was in like high school through somebody I was talking to. But he's been known to have these like particular sexual escapades and like very demeaning and demanding. And it's like he's very Dwight Howard. Mm. And, and when I say Dwight Howard, um, I mean I, I, I'm I w- I'm very promiscuous within my sexual activities, and and within those sexual activities, I'm not really looking to be questioned. But he explores on yes. different levels. Yes. I, okay. So I can say that. Yeah. Then I agree. It's just it always gets some like between watching making a band. Um, you see, he's never a person that I feel like you see on so like you he you want to be happy about him, like whatever situation he's all he seems like he's always in a very showy space. So it's not surprising that with all the stuff and how he treats his artists, um, before Cass even says something, multiple people have said like very multiple things, and like it's to, to a point where something in the milk is not clean. And because I just too many people do too many different walks of life have varying different stories to the point where it 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 just fits his personality. I just no one. I feel you. You looking so irritated with them cats. You, you hear? Mm-hmm. I, hope, I don't know if y'all hear them. They just. They don't never need to come in this damn room like this. But the moment I'm in here like this. <laughs> this whole podcast, I've been so distracted by them. But anyway, but it, I say it's not far-fetched to say, like, whatever was in, like, even deeper probably would in that Cassie's lawsuit. I'm pretty sure it had to be true. Because it, 
he would battle something that out, but then again, it wouldn't matter if he battled or he did it or not. It's it's his best interest to settle as quickly as possible to kind of move on because that's what people do when they go with Diddy. They talk about it for a brief moment, no matter what he did, and they move on. We probably will hear even more stuff, or we're not gonna probably get a smear campaign against Diddy until he died. So I do feel like this this will pass on. Mm-hmm. I feel like it'll pass on and kind of be swept under the rug. I feel like he has the money to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no I would really like, like to know the truth. Like I would really like at this point because this celebrity is so high. If whatever you're into, just come out and talk about it. Because you've had, it's not like he has regular Joes like me, like mm-hmm. you, saying he did A, B, C, D. You have celebrities that say, I will not go to a Diddy party because he does too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you have security guards. While I think that there may be some truth to it, I don't feel like people just bring shit out of their ass and come with a complete falsity about what's going on. Does that make sense? It's not because it's not just like except like one or two people. It is like you can throw us a stone and hit any celebrity and they'll have like a Diddy um doing too much um story about them. Hell even little Kim um had like a, a story about him about like his ways of making sure you don't get certain things. So even outside like the sexual allegations, the way he moved business is very like harmful. I would like she be... didn't tell him that Michael Jackson wanted to do a song with her. Mm-hmm. Um she didn't check on he didn't check on her while she was in prison. I remember that. I, I, I don't um, remember I, remember I seen it recently and I'm like, damn. And I do feel like at certain aspects in Diddy's life, he's an opportunist. Even did Mary wrong. Uh, yeah, and, and 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 Mary still sticks by him. Yeah, well, I think he he had apologized. I don't know what he may have done, but to make up for it. But I remember like it's it's um it's behind the music on VH1. As one of and she was like he basically they got into whatever fight they got into. They tried to make Faith Evans into the, another Mary J. Blige, but Faith Evans, Faith Evans, and they're two two different kind of way sounds. different. Yeah, I love me some Faith Evans though, but. He just—he seems like a shady business character, and that's who it all. It seems everybody's fine with it because whatever he's doing or whoever he has behind his team to kind of pay, it works. I said the stuff never sticks for too long. He go move on. He go come out with another CD. He go, you know, do some other stuff, and like it'll be all right. Yeah, because even like when he gave the people back their masters, I think some people was like, "Oh, that's really good." Mm, he probably could have done to get it. Because he basically got all the money he needed from there already. I don't think they're getting the kickbacks as they used to with that with those residuals. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like if they had it beforehand, they probably could have made some decent money and stuff. But he seems like a very greedy, greedy um, business person that I would, would never recommend nobody doing business with. Facts. Mm-hmm. And then speaking of shadiness. Did you I want to see what you got to say about this. Cause Did you watch it? Did you watch? So I watched 60, 70% of it. Oh, okay. So Jeezy and uh, young Jeezy and Nia Long has to sit down on the conversation. It's on YouTube. It's actually pretty good. I listened to it. I was um, putting in some notes at work. Um, And it was good. I didn't, I guess, you know, I didn't, 
I don't have a Young Jeezy song. Oh no, I'm lying. I have one Young Jeezy song on my uh, on my phone, and it's because um, it's he's featured in his Mariah Carey song. And him and Neil Long are having this conversation about just him and I guess their life. And they kind of share their experiences of like how he got there. Jesus was very open and honest about his early molestations. He was younger. He was very honest about um, him being very immature as far as the way he moved around about his um, career in the very beginning and how he had to change his mindset and his, and his very guarded um, perspective of himself. And even like I said, even trying like when he, him and um, Jeannie, when he had his wife, um, was, was about to be ex-wife and about how they tried really um to kind of come together but it just wasn't working out mm-hmm. and i have an idea of how that could um may have happened um but it's some people saying like because he moved her her mom inside the house and her brother and and became i guess too much or too overwhelming a problem but what I gathered from that is that GZ is somebody that should probably go to therapy more. Hi. He seems very guarded to the point where he's not able to. It's like he's timid. And I don't. When I had to look at when I'm looking at him and I was looking at him and listening to him, it seems like he will always have a guard up. And it just it would takes him time to kind of get to know and trust people. He gives a lot of himself, oh, outside of like um what he's probably supposed to do. I'm so uh, happy we didn't discuss this beforehand. But I totally disagree with you. And guys, this isn't our degree to disagree because we don't have one this week. But since we now I want to talk about this. Um, I hated the interview. While I was so happy to see Nia Long interview Jeezy. I and I know it says a discussion mm-hmm. or a conversation. I forgot what the title of it is. Um, I felt like Nia needed a little bit more <clears throat> experience with interviewing. Um, it, it kind of gave me like when I first saw Carisha, please, and she's getting better. Mm-hmm. It gave me you have no experience in this, and I'm throwing you to the wolves, and you're gonna figure it out. But I don't feel like Jeezy should have been her first interview. I. I would like to see, let me finish. I would like to see Nia do things like this because I feel like I like her. I like her and and she's likable and I, I would like to see her engage in these topics. But I felt, and that's why I didn't finish it. And I'm going to finish it. But I didn't finish it because I felt like Nia was too, uh, what's the word? Too selfish in the conversation and, and and too pushy and not allowing cheesy to speak so sometimes when you're interviewing a man you got to give him time to get to the point i don't like your face i felt like when cheesy was trying to talk about certain things she would either say oh yeah i went through that too or be ready to ask the next question or ask more into it and i was literally standing up with my mouth open like cheesy i want to hear you tell me more and it was moments within the interview that I was like, "Ugh, they didn't, they didn't coach her with this correctly." That that's my point, and I could be wrong. I felt like it was a great whoever thought of Nia and Jeezy together in an interview 
was on a was on their coins, but I don't feel like it delivered what I as a viewer would have liked to see. Cause I felt like I don't feel like Jeezy was guarded. I feel like Jeezy had a lot to say. And if you go back and rewatch it, you will see where Nia was cutting. Like it was like she was she was ready to just like jump in. And I know she had questions to ask, but she needed to be geared a little bit more and how to swerve those questions, but also allow him to speak. And I felt like she wasn't given that. Wow. To the point of where, hold on up. To the point of where he started interviewing her. Can I go? Absolutely, Bernard. Whenever you're ready. Um, I'm surprised we didn't put this as a great disagree. Um Jeezy actually talked a lot. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I wasn't fully listening, but he talked a lot and he was if I had to be conscious of just like the time, um, if they wanted to cut in at the time, she should have interrupted him because sometimes he was, um, how can I explain it? It seemed like he was like, they were going into a good interview and I would say it was not a, could have been some points to be done better. Yes. Um, would I've liked to hear Nia talk more. Yes. But Jeezy dominated the no. conversation. Jeezy definitely dominated the conversation. It, and I only know that because I remember I remember it about at least about the first 20 minutes, it made me notice. And I remember, and it was the pattern. And so it seemed like she was trying to, you, you had to, you, the way he was explaining things, you would have to stop him at certain points to ask other questions or follow up questions in order to get to interview. Because if not, you would have been spending a lot of like one time on one thing. It's just, it's different between it being a therapy session, him just consistently talking versus her, like a, it being more of an interview and kind of um, what she was doing was more so trying to relate to him in a sense purposely because it inspires conversation. You don't just let people, um, there's no, Unless, like I said, this was a mock there therapy were session. There times where that man was like in the middle of explaining something. And she'd be like, oh, yeah, I went through that too. And blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, 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 sis. This wasn't your moment. Give him at least another 20 seconds to explain. And then you cut him and jump in. He I, and I was listening back. to this. You had uh, to, you I had was to, to I'll, Maybe I'll let you talk. In the background. I was listening to this in the background, mm -hmm. and it was almost where I stopped and was like, "Bitch, shut up!" You just like Jeezy. No, I don't. You, I, I ain't got no love for either one. He definitely dominated the conversation based off what know. they were doing. Nia they, they, they had a very, they had a very good conversation. I, I'm not sure how it was supposed to be just set up. I just think that. It was more to be a conversation than some of it he didn't want to talk about. Some, like, she had to ask him about his family stuff, and then she had to kind of break it down. It was like, do as much as you want, which, you know, I feel like was the best thing she could do. Because if you had left him, he would not talk about his um, his marriage. It seems I'm like... I'm going to go back and rewatch this and send you clips of what I mean, of what okay. Nia did. Because she did it so much that I, I literally was like, I don't even... Because my best friend sent it to me. And I was in the middle of doing something. And when she sent it to me, I literally started watching it on my phone. And I said, oh, hell nah. So I pulled it up on the big screen. And I was still doing little things around this. And I was like, 
should ask a good question and like cut the man off. And it's like, let him finish. It wasn't that, like I said from the beginning, I want to hear Nia too. How does it relate with you? But I needed Jeezy to finish so that I, I didn't feel like I got a, a good gist of what was going on with Jeezy because she was so intrusive. I think he was just very particular in what he wanted to say. And it, I think you were looking for more for something that was not going to just be there. I, you might I, be right. And because I understand what you're saying as far as like, would I have liked for him to go more in detail? But he switched subjects to a point where you had to kind of just, I don't know. I said, do I think, I don't, I can't pinpoint her talking. I remember him talking, but I remember him, it was like different points he would talk about. And I do feel like if somebody has talked about different points throughout their speech, especially within the interview, then you have to kind of stop them at one, at some point, ask them another, a whole new question, or unless they're going to elaborate. He wasn't elaborate. He himself wasn't elaborating fully on everything. He gave general, like, um, spitting like facts of like what he uh, what the answers were and kind of went around it and but he wasn't really like he wasn't really talking about too much but yet he was talking about a lot and he like he kept it purposely short and sweet hence why i don't say this towards oh you don't you only watch 76 interview watch what's, what happens about how he had to go talk to have you got to the part we talked about his marriage because i know it's like the last like 10 minutes for some reason, I feel like I did hear him talk about it. So he talked about his he talked about his first um, kid, baby mom. It just seems like he's very selective in what he wanted to talk about, and so it made sense for her to kind of like just pivot to another direction. Because he was he was saying a lot of information, and, and he explained what his weight. He explained he explained details. I think any other information he would I would want him to expand like in a book. Would I read it? No. I wish the best for him, though. <laughs> I just, I don't, I'm not a cheesy fan. I have to be a fan to read your book. Well, autobiography. I'll after. tell you. Mm. They look a cute couple, though. I, I, I could see young Jeezy and Neil alone. I, I'd be here for that. And, and that, that was what I was looking for, too. And I wasn't feeling it. Like, I was expecting a lot more flirting amongst the two of them. And I wasn't getting, like, I know a lot about Nia, but I feel like I was left short of Jeezy. I know Nia don't play about her kids. She cares about the little Nia that lives within that, like, how she felt about, like, the situation with her marriage. But I don't feel like she gave the moment too cheesy to have the moment really? he had so many moments he talked about his child and his dream and his little kid of like doing that i thought it was like really well, nice baby, to talk about. this is this is a agree disagree that we didn't know we had look baby I, I it was a good interview for me to listen to it the whole thing not being a fan i, I listened off the strength of neil long i had i found i basically learned who jeezy like was more. I listened out for the strength of both because in the same week, Jeezy did an interview with a podcast called Earn Your Leisure and I listened to them every week. I didn't have the desire to listen to him on Earn Your Leisure. But when I saw he did an interview with Nia Long, I immediately stopped what I was doing to listen and I was thrown off. Um, To me, no matter how you see it, she needs experience with interviewing. I think that she can make it a career 
if she's looking for something for the retirement life for her, but she would need a little bit more experience of when to cut off, when not to cut off, when to give your opinion of what's going on with yours. Like when somebody's telling you their story and we learn, I learned this in my current job. It's one thing to be sympathetic and another thing to be empathetic. Sympathetic is to, oh, I've been through that too. Empathy is not to show that you've been through it too, but more so understand what the person has gone through and show the understanding. And I felt like there was a lot of sympathy and not a lot of empathy with what Nia was doing within that interview. And it became more about, about her than it should have been about Cheesy. And Nia was interviewing Cheesy. It wasn't the both of them interviewing each other, but then it got to a point of where Cheesy began to interview Nia, and that's when I was like, "Oh hell no!" Let me make sure I Google. I mean, I mean, give me one moment because I just, I just need to understand because it wasn't, <laughs> it didn't seem like it was, it was supposed to be like an interview versus, because uh, I feel like he talked for like a good. He, like I don't understand what was wrong with the interview. Do I think she could? She's not a therapist. So when I think of like interviewing people, I think you're just damn near almost a therapist. Um, and like I said, I can agree with your point as far as just, I think people are trying, I think when people are telling you stories, your, your first reaction for a lot of people is to kind of like fix it or help them or kind of sympathize with them in some sort of like um, caliber. And that she could definitely work on. But this was set up as if like, it's like a it's a conversation with Jay Z. It's like a conversation with both of them. So I don't know if it was really supposed to be a one on one conversation. It just and has, that's that, and that's where like I will say I'm a little confused. So it just seems like both of them supposed to be talking a little him. bit. I get you, but it started off with her asking him a bunch of questions, and then it seemed like when she wasn't letting him really communicate, he then turned it around to her and be like, "Wait, well, hey, what? What's going on with you?" He asked her a question regarding what she had asked him. Yeah, but he—it was like it's like a conversation. Does that is not how a conversation goes? I hear you. I'm just confused. I think it, it if it was structured as interview um, with Young Jeezy um, by Nia Long, I think that not a one-on-one conversation. So it seems like it was supposed to be a a more back and forth. However. Jeezy definitely took over the conversation because it was something it's on his platform and he wanted to talk and it's, he had a lot of talking points, a lot of things he, he was saying. Maybe I don't know. She didn't do too bad. I would love to see Donia Long have her own like take Angela Yee out and kind of do something kind of what Angie Martinez do in a way. Like actually interview a lot of like the celebrities. Because Nia Long is the perfect person to kind of interview a lot of um the musicians, the uh, black actors, and all that stuff. So to me, she's the perfect person. Mm. Mm. Cause it, it, well, it, guys, <laughs> we bought an agree disagree that we didn't even know he was bringing. Oh, no. I did not know you was going to say that. All right, y'all. Talk to you. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Juicy Cut Podcast. And just like how Bernard has a cold, my voice has been in and out. So if I sound real manly, don't judge me. But you know, it's been grand. No, you sound. See y'all in two weeks. All right, y'all.
Everybody, don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms. On Instagram, it's at the Juicy Cup Podcast. Twitter, it's going to be at the underscore juicy underscore cup. Or you can email us at the juicy cup at gmail.com.